Today, I am going to talk about how greed is a disease. Now, I'm going to share just a few experiences I had, one over the weekend, which is an interesting one. I'll share with you a conversation with Grant Cardone in Clubhouse. I'm going to share that with you a bit later. It was just a, a bit of a to and throwing. But we got talking about work-life balance, right? And how results and obsession with results will achieve greatness. So I want to know what your views are on that. Does an obsession with results lead to greatness? Welcome to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Silito. This podcast is a result of my purpose to help ambitious business owners like you avoid stress, overwhelm, and burnout in the workplace. In this podcast, I share everything I've learned about how to grow a profitable business, stay fit and healthy, maintain strong relationships, and develop the right mindset for success so you can thrive, feel inspired, and work at your full potential. This lust for trophies, for cars, for making money is probably one of the biggest challenges or one of the things that puts us out of balance. So when we talk about work-life balance, we're not talking about kind of having everything in balance or finishing work at a certain time every day, but the, the obsessive nature we might have with other things. And don't get me wrong, I want to make money. I want to make a lot of money. I want to create financial security. I want to leave a legacy for my family, not just money, but also my values. I want to make money. I enjoy nice things. But what is the consequence? What price could I pay or will other people pay by that single-minded obsession with making money? So will I become less of a father because of an obsession for making money? Would I become less of a husband, less of a friend? Will I offer lesser of a service to my clients because I see them as financial goals, not the results that they can achieve from working with me or the the products they buy or whatever it is through the interactions. So I want to explore that because I think when I think back on my life, sports and business, the medals are great, right? Winning is great. But what I really remember was the locker room spirit, the culture, the, the camaraderie, the fun that we had whether we were winning or losing, winning is, is the best. There's no doubt about it. You ask any, any sports person, lifting up that trophy, having a medal around your neck, celebrating after the games is amazing, right? But at the same time, when I really think about the overall experience, the journey, the, the losses along the way that to then getting to that point when, as in my experience, working playing with Team GB and coaching Team GB at inline hockey, and we had an amazing experience People only see the experience when we won. They don't see the the 10 years before that and that experience and the friendships that I made over that time. So when I look back on that, that's the biggest value, but we can get so lost in the obsession with winning. And if I think back around my clients, you know, I've built some good coaching businesses over the years, but it's less about the bottom line and more about seeing their transformation, seeing their businesses transform, seeing their leadership transform, seeing them experience, and certainly more so now because of the stuff I work on around burnout and overwhelm, is seeing their own personal transformation happen, where they're getting healthier and leaner and having a different perspective on how they want to live their lives. That's the reward. So my question to you is, is there something about being obsessive about other people's results, not our own, not being obsessive about winning the highest salesperson, but actually seeing how we can impact other people's lives through the product that you sell? Or are you able to 
be obsessed about transforming others or being obsessed about making the lives of the people you really care about and the people that care about you even better. Maybe that's a healthy obsession versus being completely in our own heads and selfish about what we want. So I'm interested to know what your thoughts are on that. Because I think if we, if we define ourselves by the memories that we create, you know, we often talk about having a vision, a vision for the future. That's important. But if you look back at the goals and the memories that you've created through your successes, I think they're better. So I think that we can start thinking about the memories in the future that we're going to create. If we let that define us, you know, define ourselves by the memories we create for others and ourselves, but for others. So let me know your thoughts on that. What do you think of this idea of being all in on creating memories versus results? Because I think there's huge amounts of value in that. And I think in this short time that we live on this planet, that's hugely important. Someone asked me a question today around hardships and winning. My response to this relationship between hardship and winning was that hardship equals winning, but also winning can also equal hardship. So when I speak to people that have had huge amounts of success in their life, there's been a price that they've paid. It's certainly been my experience where, you know, I came home one day thinking, you know, life is great, building a good business, written a couple of books or written a book at that point, you know, coaching Team GB, my wife turning around to me and saying, I didn't sign up for this because I'd been so lost in the obsession of, of my success that I'd forgotten about other things. So I think hardship and winning are certainly related. Hardship equals winning, but also winning equals hardship for many people. But what that does do is it gives us an opportunity for transformation. Most of the people that I know that have had huge transformation in their lives have come from a moment in their life that they would never want to change, even though it was brutal at the time. So coming into COVID last year, one of our coaching businesses, our leadership coaching business, we were like, what are we going to do with this? You know, everything's shut down. Nobody's doing any coaching, you know, completely limited. But going into that, I felt well-equipped because of the hardship I'd had in the past. I felt like I could navigate that moment in time and keep showing up for people, keep contributing, keep giving value rather than going into survival mode. So anyone that remembers, I went live every day for 90 days. But during that time, I really didn't know how we were going to pay our bills because we didn't have a business at the time. Our leadership business had, had completely disappeared because we couldn't run the programs. But I was able to kind of with clarity do that. Now, I wouldn't have been able to do that without the hardships I'd experienced in the past. So if you're someone that's experiencing hardship through COVID or through the last 18 months, just remember that that is going to contribute to something in the future because there's inevitably going to be hardship in the future. There always is. Life is just hard. And the sooner we accept that, the easier it becomes. So there's something about whatever you're experiencing around hardship that will take us into the future and prepare us for future challenges. So I might have digressed a little bit between this idea of greed, but hardship, I think they are related when it comes to, to winning. And there is a price to pay when we succeed in some ways. If we don't have balance, if we don't bring that balance, if we don't think about it. You know, when I talk about the four keys from our, our business, our health, our relationships, and our mindset, you know, keeping that in balance. And what was interesting on Saturday, I was in Clubhouse, there were 1,100 people in the room. I was in Rob Moore's room on the panel, and I was speaking to this topic, and someone just piped up. I didn't know who it was, but they interrupted me. And I wanted to kind of hold my ground. And I said, well, look, can I finish what I'm saying around this topic of balance? Because I didn't want it to sound like I'm all around work-life balance. I don't think work-life balance exists in perhaps the way we think about it. 
But I do think we can manage our lives in a different way, be mindful, be conscious, be noticing uh, that whether we are being too focused on our business or or not enough on our business, or we've let something drop in our health or our relationships. So there's something about notice. Anyway, this person that piped up who I cut off and said, let me finish, please, was Grant Cardone. Now, anyone that knows Grant Cardone, the, the 10X guy, and he was like all about, you cannot achieve greatness unless you are obsessive about results, unless you're prepared to make sacrifices. And in some ways, we were talking about the same thing. I think he probably takes it to more of an extreme where he talks about being away for 90 days, away from his family and stuff like that. I couldn't do that unless I was in the military or something. And, you know, and that's just the nature of the job. But the days of even being away for a week, consulting in the Middle East somewhere does not appeal to me anymore. I'm sure I will do it again when this whole thing opens up, but it's not my focus. But the thing is, what we were talking about, which I thought was interesting, was about being totally present in what we're doing. So if you think about stress, stress is tension, right? If you take a piece of metal and stress it, you're pulling it in two different directions. And I think where stress comes from, where we feel out of balance, is where we're somewhere, but we think we should be somewhere else. Or we are working on something that's so out of our comfort zone that we need competences that are pulling us in a different direction. But often it's because we're somewhere and we feel like we should be somewhere else. We're at work with a client late in the evening. We feel like we should be at home or we're at home taking a day off, but we feel like we should be dealing with challenges back at the office or in the, you know, with clients or we're in the gym, but we think we should be with the family. Whatever it is, that tension, rather than being completely lost in the moment saying, I don't need to be anywhere else right now because I'm with the client having dinner, talking about business or I'm in the gym and I'm lost or I'm taking 10 minutes to meditate. I'm not going to worry about what other people think, but we're totally present in that moment. And then we don't have that tension. And then it becomes down to managing expectations because we are you know, talking to our fans and saying, I am going to be away for a period of time, or I'm going to be working late, but I'll make up for it. We'll do this. We'll do that. You know, and thinking proactively and the mistakes I made in the past is that I didn't think proactively. I, just, I was just going day at a time and all of a sudden things would blow up because I just neglected not just my family, but my health and, and so on. I would love to know your thoughts on that about being totally present in the thing that you're doing without being concerned about being somewhere else. And that's where we can manage stress. That's where we can manage tension, but it also comes down to managing expectations. So I'm just going to bring up a few comments that are coming up here. So Paul, yeah, it was great with you last year. Thank you for, I'm glad I kept you going through the 90 days and thank you for the thank you. It was great uh, working with you last year and through that whole period and, and every morning we were there. And Dawn saying, definitely a good thing for the future to learn from hardship lessons. Absolutely, Dawn. You know, and when we're, but when we're experiencing that hardship, perhaps don't appreciate it at the time, of course, because it's painful. But that pain, just like tearing a muscle in the gym, is going to get stronger and bigger. And the brain is in some ways the same. It's an organ that has plasticity. It's growing. Our brains are different today than they were yesterday. And we can develop that resilience, that ability to cope with things, to see it coming, to breathe, which is what I need to do right now. Breathe. I'm getting excited because this is an important topic. So all the best. Take care. Stay well. Stay safe. And stay strong. See you. Thank you for listening to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. For more free resources and content on how to grow and lead your business and become the best version of yourself, head over to andrewsilito.com.